Hey everyone, we watched Insatiable, which is sort of like the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If Kimmy Schmidt were fat and everyone was the worst person you've ever met, welcome to Bad Watch. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Cheerfully, cheerfully terrible. I. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, well, he's Evan. Let's start he, with that. He's Andy. Yeah. And this is Bad Watch, our podcast. What do we do here? What are we doing? What's going we're on? Talk, we're talking about them bad shows slash movies or whatever else we want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, we watch bad TV, so you don't have to. And then we basically make fun of it. Now I really it, I really like your line though. We watch the shit out of shit. We do, we do. watch the shit out of shit. Now <laughs> I found a list of like some of the worst reviewed shows on Netflix. And this was a Ooh. list of just what they had released in 2018, the year of our Lord 2018. Oh boy. And I am still amazed at how bad it was. Um I'm sort of I'm sort of like stunned. Well, I feel like we first need to preface this is that we were going to do a bad watch on the expanse. This and is then, true, and, and we then, realized it was just—it was just an okay watch. It wasn't that bad. It also wasn't for me. It's not a particularly good watch. I am a big fan of the show, and I really had to work hard. And I came away with like a little bit of material, but I was like, "This, this is like an okay episode. It wasn't amazing, but there were some bits that were a little silly. But like overall, like it was okay." <laughs> yeah, that was sort of where I ended up too, and. I, I mostly wanted to watch it because I knew Andy liked that show, and I just wanted to make fun of it. Any opportunity to tear me down. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as I remembered having seen, like, two episodes previously. And so then I was like, well, I've heard of this show called Insatiable. So let's set the scene. There is a woman, a young woman in high school named Patty, who Wearing is... a terrible fat suit. Wearing a terrible fat suit, and we are supposed to believe she is incredibly obese. And everyone calls her Fatty Patty. And she has a best friend, Nani, which is not a name unless you're a grandmother. And even then, it's not your real name. But her, she has a best friend, Nani, and together Do we they... even get a last name on her? No. She's no, like okay. Madonna. Nani. <laughs> The, the best friend who it turns out is a lesbian and mm -hmm. it very much in love with Patty. And basically all they do together, it seems like they're each other's only friend, which is sort yeah. of sad. But what they do together is stuff their faces and watch Drew Barrymore films. Why Drew Barrymore? I was I honestly wondered, like, was she a producer on <laughs> on Insatiable? It. Um, yeah, I was like, I, they name dropped Drew Barrymore like a bunch. Like, and they showed clips from like three of her movies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it I was know, like, oh, they're making sure she gets her royalty checks. I don't really I, know. I, uh, yeah, it was weird. Um, I mean, Santa Clarita Diet is okay. I didn't watch the second season, but the first season was fine. I would have to say the whole, like you said, it was weird. The whole show is oozing weirdness. The whole show is one of the strangest things I have ever witnessed. 
in real life or on television. <laughs> it's so strange. There were, I think, I think there were like four or five times where I was like, I don't know why. Like, I was just like, why? Why is it? I don't, why? What's yeah, happening right that, now? <laughs> it doesn't really make, and none of it really makes sense. So let's get into it. Uh, Fatty Patty and Nani are in gym class. And everyone's like, they're like jogging by. And one of these like nice, the, the popular mean girls who's pretty with like long, gorgeous hair. They're like, mm, smells like bacon. And I was like, isn't that what you say when you see a cop? Like, <laughs> I mean, I would, even then it was just like stupid. Like, it's like, it okay, was, <laughs> people click. It, it's just, this whole show is like the embodiment of extremes. Like no one is, everyone is a foil, basically. There's no one who's... Who's got like, oh, I'm like a regular person. Like, everyone is insane. And I don't... I, and now I was talking yeah. to Evan. Like, is this... Is everyone trying to... Like, are they trying to make a commentary on, like, consumption or, like, how crazy our society is? I, I don't think they are because it For wasn't... For them to be making any sort of commentary, they would have to, like, I don't know, have some thought behind this program, <laughs> just, which is not like, there. It just felt like we're only going to extremes, and that's just what we're going to do. Deal with it. Yeah, there's no one who is... Actually, I heard of an exhibit that's currently at the Chicago Cultural Center, where it's this photographer who wanted to photograph African Americans who were extremely ordinary, or extraordinarily ordinary, because the way African Americans are covered in the media, it's always like the extremely Mm -hmm. wealthy, or the extremely poor, or the extremely violent. Or it's just like, like... I just wanted to photograph African-Americans doing normal stuff. And I was like, that actually is a fair point. And that's sort of, they do that on this show, but it's all white people. Um, At at their extremes. It's the media view. At their extremes. Black people as white people at their extremes. Is that? Yes. What the media currently does to African-Americans is what this show does to white people. But so so we're, we are filming this sort of just after the Christchurch shooting stuff just happened here. Yes. uh, also, we're I recording. Just, I hope we're not filming. We uh, shoot. Uh, yeah, we're recording. Yes. Uh, so, I was, <laughs> but I was reading something that sort of linked to that. It was like, uh, just you know, you should you should treat your significant other sort of like how uh, white white terrorists get treated. They're angels up until they do something terrible. Like, it's, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Because I was, I was just reading headlines and it was like these just just the comparisons were just horrifying. And it was like, I, I, it's crazy that the show makes me think of that. But it's just the they're so extreme. Everyone's reaction yes. to situations are just like bonkers off the wall. With, for a show with zero gun violence, it is incredibly extreme. Um, <laughs> but Fatty Patty and I'm only calling now. I'm only calling her that because she's not actually fat. And number two, literally everyone in the show calls her that. I'm not trying to mm. shame fat people in any way. But they're jogging in gym class. Someone says it smells like bacon, and Nani's like, Do you, "Are you feeling okay? Just ignore them." And then uh, she's like, "When was the last time you ate?" And Fatty Patty's like, "Tuesday." And then she last collapses. Tuesday. And then she just falls <laughs> she over. She collapses on the floor because she was starving herself, apparently. Yep. Yep. And uh, then she wakes up because, like, the handsome boy, popular kid comes over and, like, makes sure she's okay. And then they go to the convenience store on a Friday night or something when mm-hmm. when they're both awake. This is Nani and Patty. And Nani's like, yeah, we're at the convenience store at the same time. We know that uh, Chad Brick. or Brad. Brick. Brick. His name oh, is God, Brick. that's right. His name is Brick. Ever. 
uh, at the oh, same time, God. Brad always buys his beer. I was like, aren't these people in you high school? You should change his name back to Brad again. Oh, fucking brick. <laughs> I'm going like, to yeah, like, shit a brick about brick. He buys. So apparently he drinks every weekend like as a, t- as a teenager. As like, or what? he's 21 and he's trapped in a <laughs> hell that vaguely resembles high school. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's all about the reality you choose to believe I mean, in. It is. This is taking place in Georgia, so who, who Georgia. really knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is set in Atlanta, and uh, but they talk to Brick, and Brick's buying his booze, never is carded, and yes. Nani's like, "Hey, Patty wanted to ask you for coffee, like a date, wink," and then Brick's like, "Oh, you, because <laughs> I was nice to you." You thought, and he's like, that's really sad. And then he leaves, <laughs> which it is very sad, but he, it could have been a little more polite about it. Honestly, I thought he was going to be meaner. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I felt like it was pretty brutal as it was. Um, it, it was especially pretty brutal. for Especially for like a, like a teenage boy to that to be his response off the cuff. Like he's like. Well, remember, major... he's, he's at least 21. He's no longer a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, that was so strange. Also, the guy selling him the beer was like is a teenager. Also, it was it was a weird. Again, everything's weird about this show. I don't really know. Yeah, but this sets the scene for apparently Nani. Rather than stay at the convenience store and comfort her best friend <laughs> Fatty Patty, she vanishes into the night. This is the woman she's in love with. She's it, like, I'm out. Yes. You're sad. I'm out. Yeah, she's like, well, too bad things didn't work out for Brick. It's like, girl, this is your opportunity. This is your moment. <laughs> Right? This is like she's she's been turned away. Yeah. Just, just come to me for comfort. Right? It, it, it was really... There's no reason for her not to be there. And the reason I'm stuck on this is because the whole rest of the show hinges on what happens next, which is that <laughs> Fatty Patty is sitting on the curb outside the convenience store eating an enormous candy bar when she is approached by a boozy homeless man. And he's like, hey, you got a dollar? And she just sort of looks at him. And then he's like, oh, you're going to eat the rest of that? I mean, you don't need it, fatty. And she punches him <laughs> in the face. She, there's like, now, all, while this is happening, she's doing all sorts of voiceover about how she's emotional and hates being fat and doesn't like when people call her fatty. And then the homeless guy gets back up and punches her in the face and she blacks out. Yeah. And then he hits her a lot harder. <laughs> he, apparently. He's a very fit boozy homeless gentleman well actually i mean i mean they tell us later that she, they had to wire her jaw shut they had uh like it was yeah three months so later or something we, we see her again she, she, her jaw is wired shut and miraculously she loses all of her weight all of the fat Including suit weight all stretch all stretch marks too yeah she had a good plastic surgeon come in and say well now that you're skinny we gotta make you look fucking hot so yeah she's like beautiful now even though it was the same woman just not in a fat suit But meanwhile, while her jaw is being wired shut, we meet a Southern lawyer named Bob. And I know we have recommended The Good Wife as a good watch on this show before. And if you've seen that show, the actor who plays Alicia Florick's brother is Bob the Lawyer. I keep wanting to say Bob the Builder. Bob the Lawyer. (laughs) on insatiable and i i feel like that's important to mention because on the good wife this actor plays a homosexual man (laughs) on insatiable he plays a straight man sexual man who i think is supposed is supposed to read as homosexual but maybe doesn't know he's homosexual the whole thing is very 
Actually, weird. I mean, he has. They have that celebratory that celebration with his hot wife. Who, he who is who, another who, famous one of the, actress who I can't recall. The charmed witches. Yes. Alyssa, is that Alyssa Milano? Maybe I don't. Maybe. I don't know them well enough. One of um, the beautiful charmed witches is his gorgeous wife. Yeah, and so like, but they're like madly in love. But he's just very effeminate, and it's it feels he, you know. <laughs> I I feel like you know people can act effeminate and be straight. That's fine, but it mm-hmm. feels like he's acting effeminate to be gay, but he's also straight. Like I just don't really know. Yeah, and maybe he's bisexual. <sighs> it's whatever is I don't the know. case. This Bob the lawyer is not following his personal truth. Uh, I think yeah. we can feels say. It feels like there's a weirdness. Uh, like, like they've made the choice for him to be this effeminate. Like, there's a reason behind that. So you like, have a smoking hot wife, but you're mm-hmm. you. Just, he's everyone... got a smoking hot beard. Is what he's. Got. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And also, Bob the lawyer is wildly in love with his lawyer nemesis, who at every chance the show has, he's just shirtless, which I actually really enjoyed. I thought I mean, that was one I, of the better jokes on the show. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, it's so absurd. Also, also, he is a very attractive person. Yeah, like, he's a he, handsome guy. Uh, they do all he, these close shots, and it's really fun and ridiculous. Again, but it's weird. Like, why? Like, it's extremely weird because the the guy, uh, Bob, is in this other lawyer's office, and they're talking about a case. And, <laughs> of course, she, hot lawyer has just biked to work, and he's taking off his shirt, and the... The Bob Bob guy's like, oh, and then he like very clearly turns to stare, like, mm. <laughs> He looks away and then looks back. Mm, for I a could, long time. I could grate cheese on that thing, y'all. I think as Paula <laughs> Dean once said. But he's a lawyer, but he's also to like I guess to be even more effeminate, he's like a big time. He's a huge pageant beauty, fan. Yeah, he's a beauty pageant coach. Yeah. So he is it's all about the lifestyle <laughs> and loves it and wants to be part of it and change girls' so he's, lives. And he's having a again, very like, like the, the Miss Congeniality dark timeline at this point <laughs> in, in the in the show yeah. because he's coaching a high schooler in a beauty pageant, and she's Asian and her mother isn't. And it was sort of yeah. And there's no like dad in the picture. I think we're supposed to assume that her. And they live in the South, and she's, like, super... I mean, that also it, sort of felt weird to me as well. Like, I was like, okay. It, it was. It was. They, I wasn't going to bring it up. Was she a diversity hire? Yes. And then they just decided not to, like, show I, the timeline at all? It just felt... Again, it felt weird. They could go into that later in the show, but it just... We're not going like to be sticking around strange. to find out. Yeah, I don't think um, so. <laughs> but they're getting ready for some pageant. Is it the Spring Baby Jesus? No, that's the one that comes later. Never mind. Yeah, that's the end. They, Spring Baby Jesus. That is was later. another really funny joke where they have all the beauty pageants have really dumb fucking names. But uh, his little like coachee, his beauty pageant contestant, is on stage. He's like, I. And there's yet another voiceover where he's talking about how it all comes down to her interview. And yeah. she steps and her personality, up. which he apparently has zero, which because they, yes. they do like a flash flashback to him going, avoid politics, just just stay neutral. And she's like, yeah. her mom is like, wow, that's how we're going to win. And then um, <laughs> he's like, OK, but it's going to sound like you don't like homosexuals. And she's like, well, we don't. That's who we're trying to keep out of the country. We don't want <laughs> trannies in the ladies rooms. And I I was was like, they should not use the the T word because that is not cool. Well, he said that, didn't he? He He goes, don't you don't say trannies. Oh, that's right. He does. He tells them that. And uh, they're like, why? Uh, But (laughs) then so it's the beauty. His 
his students, the, the his mentee, I guess, goes on stage and they oh, ask... De- Dementi, in this case. Dementi goes on stage during the pageant and the moderator host asks her, what are your thoughts on ISIS? Like, I was like, what? That's a, that's a discussion they ask people at a beauty pageant? And I was like, first of all, I don't think she's qualified to answer that question. It's a very complicated issue. But then she says, do you mean like Italian asses? I like lemon. I like orange. <laughs> and lime is probably my favorite. Thank you. And then, <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, my God. And then, of course, she doesn't win because she's shown the whole audience that she's this idiot who's apparently mm-hmm. never heard of ISIS. And who thinks ISIS right. sounds like ISIS? Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> so they're, they're doing the awards. Her, the, the, lawyer, the nemesis lawyer's daughter in fact, wins. And she is, she is gorgeous. Yeah, and, and she is gorgeous. She's gorgeous like her father. Her answer, but she probably deserved to win if she's with, yeah. with, with, with uh, that, that father uh, to direct her. Yeah. She probably is well knowledgeable of what's going on in the world. For sure. <laughs> Didn't but, answer about ISIS. So the, um, the Asian American young teenager's mother jumps up on stage and I keep slipping into that Southern accent they all have. And yeah. she's like, we lost because he touched her hoo-hoo. And she points at Bob the lawyer and Bob's like, oh, no, I did not. And he looks very affronted. And I was just waiting for someone to say like, isn't he gay? Is like, <laughs> like, wouldn't that make him not interested in a young teenage girl? But uh, it, my, my other part was like she jumped up and said it, and then and then she like couldn't. She said hoo ha, and then like made v- very broad general strokes in the genitals area, like like she couldn't bear to actually point it out. And then her her daughter though didn't step forward to uh, corroborate in any way. Like it just nope. Like it was like this feels like a really you're just really angry. Like it just it just felt like people would be like that. I have questions about this, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, but it turns out she's like a, she, I mean, obviously yeah. she's a terrible person. We're meant to hate her, uh, yes. Which so, makes it even stranger when she gets invited to the gala later it's that so, they're throwing. It, which the whole thing is like, done. But this woman and her daughter do not press charges because, as Bob the lawyer tells us in voiceover, they didn't have a shred of evidence. And um, but his reputation around town is in fact ruined. And does yeah. he work for his father? Am I correct he in does. that? Okay, his yeah, father is like the stereotypical. Southern lawyer in a white suit And he calls him in He's like son I want you to take this pro bono case This poor gal was knocked out by a homeless man After he called her fatty <laughs> And he's like what we do pro well, bono work I think he actually work? made fun of both of them I think he's like, he's like no one cares about fatties Or the homeless yeah. And, he's and just you like, two deserve each other <laughs> Basically it's just like another hated character Okay yeah. just like everybody's Everybody in this show is an asshole To some larger extent <laughs> yeah and uh, i have in my notes bum fight pro bono um which was exciting <laughs> bob the lawyer goes and talks to patty fatty's mom who i guess is slutty patty because yeah. she is so grateful for him for taking the case pro bono which he told her he was doing that she yes. tries to foist her breasts upon him yeah she squeezes them together and it's just like awkward and gross as as she puts down her daughter about yes. her weight like well in that she takes her food very seriously oh, <laughs> and, oh, so, and that's i, I think there's ugh, it's gross there's a lot of cringe in this show and i i'm not good at cringe like there were a lot of moments where i was like <laughs> don't don't do it it's bad it's real bad 
And um, yeah, and again, if they had some over over you know overarching plan that they were trying to do something with this, I feel like I have you know, I could. refuse to believe that that is anywhere near the case, like, especially given just... the reviews this show received. Okay, I didn't I didn't look into any of that. But it was just <laughs> well, really... I think I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but I have a theory that uh, Rotten Tomatoes is overly hard on film reviews and they're overly soft on television reviews and this yeah, show I don't think we has had to a discuss that but yeah I, that's definitely true i this show has a 59 percent the last time i looked at rotten tomatoes which for them that's, that's like really low i don't know that's like um how people really feel about avatar probably or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because TV shows, I don't know if, if the listener has ever checked before, TV shows tend to be like 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Like a, a bad show is 70s usually. It's like. Yeah, this a 59% is extraordinarily low for Rotten Tomatoes. But Bob the lawyer is like, well, can I talk to Patty? And she's like, no, she's not here or something. And it was very weird. He's like, well, wouldn't he want to talk to send, his client? She can send you an email. She's still got her mouth wired shut at this point. That's oh, this that's right. Um, So uh, he doesn't meet her until they arrive outside the steps of the courthouse. And turns out Fatty Patty is hottie Patty. uh, Patty Patty. (laughs) 2.0. Patty 2.0. She's a very attractive young woman who is no longer overweight and never was, apparently, because she has no stretch marks. And um, I think Bob, the lawyer, tells us in voiceover that... I knew she was my destiny. Also, during his conversation with Patty's mother, he finds out that Patty's Patty Senior, who I'll call her Patty Senior, she was somewhat of a beauty queen, and then she got knocked up with Patty, as she says. Was she? In, well, I mean, no, no, she didn't. What she said was, "I was a drunken whore." Oh yeah, she said, "I was a drunken whore." Um, got knocked up with Patty. But uh, which is like the level of self awareness there was pretty cool. That uh, <laughs> it fell really flat though. Considering I think that was supposed to be a laugh line. It was like hmm, okay. Yeah, it was, mm, but mm-hmm. it th- was, but I, yeah, that was like I was like oh, some character growth. Turns out she's a terrible person still. Anyways, like she kept you know ragging on her daughter. But it's like yes, I guess it's good that you have some self reflection. <laughs> yeah, and so they're at the courthouse. I don't remember what happens that time they're there. The, he, the DA was there, Sexy Bob uh, lawyer was there, uh, but they asked for a continuance or something uh, because the homeless guy wasn't there, and they were like, we're going to change our plea as well uh, because, he, yeah. because what is it, felons are not pageant winners. Oh, that's right, and he's, gonna, he's doing a whole miscongeniality with her where instead yeah. of her being like a rough-and-tumble FBI agent, she's a no-personality beautiful teenager um yeah but then he asked her like what well first though what did i think he asked her like what do you think about isis or did he did he ask her that specific question or something else uh, he asked her a very similar politically oriented question and her answer i thought was like very vague but fine which i guess is sort of what you're exactly what you're looking for in that scenario don't even get me started about yemen like she was just oh that's right what are are you talking about (laughs) you know what do you know about the refugees in in, Don't even get me started about Yemen. I think she does say that, which is it made me laugh. End of it. I was just like, okay. Oh god! But (laughs) they uh, are prepping for her testimony. He decides what she's going to wear, and she's like falling head over heels in love with him. 
Because he gets me. He gets her, and Nani's like, you're kind of obsessed with this guy. And Nani is, like, flipping through her diary, and Patty's written, like, Patty plus Bob in all in these And they've known each other for, like, less than a week, and she's got, like, 17 pages of it. It's they've literally met levels. twice at this point. <laughs> It's like it's a lot. And he's a much older married man who reads as very gay. I don't uh-huh. <laughs> it's really uh-huh. weird. But um she goes over to his I don't remember why, but she goes over oh, uh, to so so hold on. So we need to discuss the celebrate moment with oh, the wife. Oh god, that's so he gets right. the pro bono case assigned from his dad. He goes to he goes home and he's like talking to his wife. Alyssa and he's charmed or charmed witch. I, I think it's Alyssa Milano, yeah. And he's like Let's ce- let's celebrate, and she's like, we, you know, you've ruined our reputation. Now I'm trying to set, set up this gala, which sets up the whole tension for the rest of the uh, rest of the the episode. Um, but they do, in fact, have celebratory kitchen sex. Which yeah, and their son later tells them he's oh. like, yeah, I heard you guys celebrating in the kitchen. I was like, oh, and they goes, do this regularly. That's gross. They prepare oh. food there. That's disgusting. And then yeah, he goes to <laughs> toes to his son Brick, and he's like, <laughs> I think I, I think they just did this for the joke and to confirm that he was Brick's dad. Uh, he was like, yeah. you got something on your pants. Like it was like, oh, oh, why? oh I forgot about that, but it was uh, disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Like, I don't, like, I think they were just the, the shot was there to establish that yes, Brick is his son, uh, and he chose to name someone Brick. But also, like they just slipped a really gross joke in for no real reason. It didn't aid anything. Yeah, oh. and um, so there's it's they're having a gala to benefit anal cancer <laughs> research, which I think the yeah. organization they are funding it's br- abbreviated to Kaka. Which yeah. I think and it's and like the ribbons they're all wearing for it are brown. It uh, is, like com- they're making really crappy jokes, literally. <laughs> community so Community Anal Cancer Alliance, I think, is what it stands for. Oh, God, and it's so bad. Um, yeah, and then uh, I also forgot to mention that I have in my notes. Um, so when Patty admits to having a crush on Bob, Nani's like, "He's the guy who was accused of being a child molester," and Patty's like, "Yeah, that means I have a chance." And I was like, that is not an okay way to think about this. And that's I think also I walked away because of the cringe at some of that yeah, point. And I was like, I need to stick a moment. And then I just hear Evan laughing. <laughs> that's also the moment I realized like, oh, Nani is just for straight up in love with Patty. And everyone on the show is using too much spray on Tanner. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just there's just. So I feel like we've, yeah. we've sort of like, so normally we try and do these and I usually Evan follows the thread pretty well. And then I, there's going to be a couple corrections from Andy. This show just sort of like, it just drives me all over the place. Cause it's just so weird. It's, like, it's, it's just... very hard to even remember what happened. Cause ultimately nothing really happens. Um, I have in my notes in quotes, a lot of swallowing and I don't remember what that means. <laughs> So I don't know, but that is that is a horrifying no. And I think I, I think it was some sort of like oral sex joke, but I don't remember who made it or why. Oh, uh, God. But oh, that's right. Um, so the uh, fatty patty when they find out that the convenience store cashier is going to be a witness against her in her trial, she goes and seduces him in the back of the convenience store. And, mm-hmm. um, but doesn't sleep with him. She just like tells him she will. And I don't think he yeah. even realizes it's the same person who was knocked out by a homeless man <laughs> three months before. <laughs> well, 
Well, he saw her in court, so, I mean, he must. Well, he right? saw, doesn't see her in court until later, because he wasn't at the initial okay. hearing. Oh, okay. You gotta keep up, Andy. Okay. Insatiable doesn't wait for anyone. <laughs> but, Can it? Could uh, it just stop? So there's Forever some, stop? There's some casual witness tampering, and at the same time, <laughs> Bob, <laughs> Bob is having his caca gala for anal cancer, and uh, the Community Anal Cancer Alliance, and... Uh, Patty literally crashes the party to show up and like tell Bob the good news that she support she was seducing the cashier and that he will have a hard time testifying against her now. And he doesn't really get she doesn't really get a chance to tell him that because uh, Charmed Witch tells her she has to go. And then the mother daughter who accused Bob of sexual molestation arrive at the gala. Or for some reason invited to this gala. Yeah, wait, which, still, like, why would you? There are multiple enemies. Wh- why were they invited? Um, and they see Bob talking to Patty. And that's when they decide to hire a private investigator. Which... And the thing is, the thing is, it's not even uh, the daughter is like sort of a non-entity after the beginning. Like she I don't think she has another line of dialogue. She's just around. Yeah, she just sort really? of glowers standing behind her mother. Yeah. And it's all the mother. So I was like, I don't even like it just feels weird. Though. They like paid this lady to show up for an initial thing. I, they must have her do more later in the episodes. I don't know, other episodes, I, but I wouldn't be like, optimistic. Um, <laughs> she's just a wall wallflower for the rest of the episode, but she's there, but not say any, anything at all. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. Uh, and then there, so at one point they're talking with the private investigator. I think it's them anyway. And You're going to do this joke, aren't the, they, they open they the like... trunk of their vehicle and she shows the private investigator, all of these neon pink firearms. Um, <laughs> Which honestly, that's that does feel like very Real Housewives of Atlanta to me. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, I was I was gonna I thought you were going to discuss the when they first meet the PI that they're gonna have oh, Trail Bob. Jesus, he, and she, she goes, oh, she goes, ugh. she goes. People always think we're sisters to her Asian daughter or her Asian you know what, American daughter. You know what, she must be is, adopted. I've decided she's adopted. That I mean, maybe that would—that's possible. But that, that would require like a uh, like a warmth in your heart, and that woman that is would require evil. you to <laughs> require you to care about other human beings, which I don't think this woman does. Um, and the the oh, private man. detective is very blasé about this. Um, I don't know. I I hope that he and Bob the lawyer get together later or something. Um, yeah. So he's following. He's the PI is now following Bob around, and then he gets pictures of uh, Bob because he's working on his witness, uh, his the testimony that yes. uh, Fad, now now Skinny Patty's going to be giving. Um, so he's got pictures of him, and he's like he's he's like holds her head, and it's like you can do it. He's like being really uplifting, and they're going to twist this it, into a it terrible. It looks moment, like he's about right. to make out with her in the yeah. PI's photographs. Uh, but the, and then the later, court date also. Oh, uh, the court date comes, and the clerk is on the the convenience store clerk is on the stand, and meanwhile Patty is like dramatically licking a pen, like she wants to suck it off, <sighs> and he's like, "Oh, I, I didn't, I've never seen her before." Uh, uh, <laughs> and then, and then the the beautiful prosecutor who's basically always has a shirt up is like, "What? I, I'll say, I'll say what?" And, um. He then questions Fatty Patty, and Fatty Patty, through, like, a feed of rhetoric, gets him to sort of say, like, you think I deserve what happened to me because I used to be fat? And then she's found 
not guilty or the case was dismissed or something. I don't remember. Uh, oh, she did get him to say that? I Yeah, so again, she was I like, are was you trying of... to suggest that I deserve what happened to me because I was fat? And he's like, oh, oh, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. Can I take my shirt off? And um, Wait, really? They yeah. had his character get trapped by a teenager? Yeah, a man who <laughs> supposedly went to law school. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I wish I was making that up. That's exactly what <sighs> the show what happened. Um, you know, I had a little bit more. like the, So the characters are not only... Not only foils, they are also stupid. All of them, I mean, there's apparently. nothing redeeming about this show. Um, <sighs> yeah, but there are some throwaway jokes that were funny. But let like, me let we, me hurry. Let me finish. Hurry and finish get through the plot. I'm tired of talking about this dumb show. <laughs> Wait, see, I was just looking at the time. We're like in 30 minutes, and I'm tired of this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the show fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> So the hot lawyer's daughter who wins all the beauty pageants, her name is Magnolia and she Mm -hmm. tracks down Bob, the lawyer. And she says, I know what my parents are trying to do. And I think you should be my coach or something like that. And he goes, what? Okay. And she's like, come over tonight and we'll talk strategy. My parents won't be home. He shows up. She's like wearing this bare midriff top and very short shorts, holding a glass of two glasses of scotch. Yeah. One for everyone in this, every teenager in this show, it's like obviously 25 or something like (laughs) any drinkers. It's ridiculous. They all have drinking problems and they've all been in high school for like a decade. Um, Part of <laughs> yeah, but she hands him a scotch and then there's even more voiceover and she's like, he's like, I probably should have recognized that having a cocktail with a, a drunk teenager was not great given my reputation about town. And then I followed her upstairs into her boudoir. and Because I only had one thing on my mind. I wanted <laughs> he to say win it, the pageant. But it's pageant. obviously pageantry. Yeah, and, he's uh, all about the pageants. Because he, he also thinks, like, after telling, like, after Patty's case was dismissed, um, he says, like, I want to be your beauty pageant coach. And Fatty Patty's mom is says, oh, no, I won't let you do that to her, blah, blah, blah. So he thinks that his destiny with Patty is over, but he can steal Magnolia mm-hmm. from her father. And then Magnolia is in her room just disrobing. <laughs> and he is like, oh, oh she's my God. Like, let me show you this. Oh, my God. Let me show you this dress. Uh, and he's like, uh, no. no. <laughs> and she's like, it's fine. You're my coach. And, the, of course, the PI is taking photos of this as well. And then um, Brick. And then Brick comes. Brick yeah. shows up, dating. and he I, uh, is Bob, the lawyer's son. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. God. Oh, we did. Okay. Yeah. He shows up that because was scene with the you he, left some of the celebration on your pants. That's right. <laughs> he and Magnolia apparently used to date, and then they broke up, which we learned because Bob lawyer is like, Magnolia, I thought y'all broke up. She's like, we did, but I guess he wants to make mans, and uh, so then. Uh, Bob the lawyer tries to climb out a second floor window and falls and somehow doesn't die or hurt himself. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh, so the main character just died? And then we see him again, and he's totally fine. I was like, you just fell two stories, bro. Like, on your uh, back. It, like, it, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Patty oh and her mother go to an AA meeting to celebrate her mother's 100 days of sobriety. And who do they see there also celebrating 100 days of sobriety, but... Uh, the aforementioned bum fight from earlier. And mm-hmm. I, this was also this, so strange. This was maybe the weirdest, like the, sh- the part of the oh. show that did not track in any way because Patty sees him, recognizes him, 
realizes that he does not recognize her as the fat girl he punched out. And she says, I'm going to have sex with him to get revenge. And yeah, it is so strange. It is so strange. And then, and then, and then I think they're like they're like trying to establish that she's going to destroy everyone who ever hurt her because they have again more because the she's hot the now and she wants to use yeah. her sexuality as a weapon. Um, but it's just so like it's oh, biz- I mean, it's so bizarre. Gross and, and dirty and she tells and weird. She tells Nani her plan, and Nani's like, "But don't you want your first time to be with someone you know, someone?" <laughs> You love, and I'm like Nani, girl, give it up. And like I was, I think at this point I said to Evan, I was like, Nani is the only semi decent character on the show, and she's mostly just pathetic. It's just yeah, it's, it's real, it's real sad. It's terrible. And so she and Bum fight. They like go get on a date, and he takes her back to a hotel. And he's Ugh. definitely not sober. He's like drinking straight from a bottle of vodka. And mm-hmm. he uh, passes out and she is going to. She's mad at him first. She's, she's, like, she's mad at him what? because she wasn't able to fuck him and take her revenge. So <laughs> yeah, instead, so instead she decides, oh, that cigarette he was going to smoke before he passed <laughs> out. I will drench him in this vodka and put the cigarette in his mouth and light it and then casually leave the room. But yeah, I was like, but and, uh, leading up to this, I was like, wait. Wait, wait, <laughs> she's going to burn him alive? We've gone a little bit far. The only here. way this scene could have been weirder is if she killed him and then decided to still have sex with him. Like, it, none of it makes any goddamn sense. But oh, she uh, decides not to burn him alive. She decides not to go on, like, an eating binge. And who does she call but Bob the lawyer, who's casually drinking in his car, I think contemplating suicide? Yes, uh, oh I yeah, that's right. He pulls a gun out of his, yes, his glove he compartment. Was, he was going to kill himself. This show is hitting like so many like weird foot like missteps. I don't know it, how uh, to describe it's it. It's so bizarre. And <sighs> he gets a phone call from Patty as he has this revolver up to his head. Is it and in his mouth? Or it's no, pretty. Okay. It's on its way. If it's not already there, okay. I I feel like. The phone rang and he was so startled that he dropped the gun. I, th- I feel like that's what okay. happened. I'm not sure though. Um, so he talks to Patty and she's like, "She's like, forget my mom. I want to be a beauty queen and get revenge on everybody." And he's like, "Oh hell yeah, girl!" And that's how the episode ends. Thank God. Um, and meanwhile, uh, so Crazy Train is playing and. And yeah, yeah, we looked at each other and we're like, why is this musical <laughs> crazy music train. selection right now? <laughs> crazy train is playing. And um, also Bob the it lawyer has so been wearing jarring. a wig this entire time, which he yeah. takes off right before he kills himself. I was like, honestly, if you're really that vain, I feel like you would kill yourself with your wig on. So it was, it was it's such a weird show. Yeah, we both looked at each other, we're like, what? And because it's just it is so immediately jarring, like this is not the music that should be playing right now. Like very clearly. It's very strange. Executive producer is, Drew Barrymore, is, I really don't know what you were thinking. Um And this is billed as a sitcom, and it's just like yeah. not really funny, and there's 
a lot of cringe and it's a lot of gross behavior and gross people. And w- one of the things that I actually found most annoying was how seemingly every character had a moment where they were giving voiceover. And then there mm-hmm. were such, there were moments where it seemed very obvious that a character should be having voiceover. Like the moment where Nani is flipping through Fatty Patty's journal. Like that was oh. a perfect setup for Nani to have a vo- a VO and be like, Oh, I've loved her since six. We were six years old, or whatever. And she doesn't. I mean, yeah, they could have had that. Exposition. But even they like Alyssa Milano oh. gets some voiceover. Um, it, everyone gets voiceover pretty much, except for Nani did, and a handful of other folks. We did miss the moment. So there is. Uh, so at the Ash Cancer Gala, he he's just Bob Bob the lawyer. He is just pontificating about Ash Cancer, and it is just. It's so bad. Like oh, he's, that's right. He, and he's interrupted like, when hot lawyer, hot lawyer's wife, and his beautiful daughter Magnolia run in and announce and that announce, she won the spring baby Jesus pageant or something like that. Yeah, like she gets to be baby Jesus, yeah. magic Jesus, or something like that. It's I can't remember. Magic, hot magic Jesus. And 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 then his and then Bob's uh, Alyssa Milano's character goes over and is like so excited for them and and definitely starts flirting with the more attractive DA lawyer Bob. Yeah, I think because um, she knows her husband is a homosexual. And and then and then her husband is still speaking at the podium and then just starts yelling. He's about like, I need to talk cancer. about anal cancer. It's so, and it's like her, his speech is all puns and like really, really bad poop jokes. And like behind him, there's an enormous really banner terrible. that says "caca." So yeah, it is so. It is like it's. I don't know, like the toilet humor. Like I don't know. In something else, it could sort of fit. And I think I described this uh, initially when we were talking about this after the in the aftermath. I was like, I feel like this, like all, almost this is always sunny. Except none of the characters are, like, actually funny. Like, always somebody has, like, t- every character is horrible. And then, like, they just roll with it to the absurd extremes. Yeah. This is, like, they, they're restrained, but only a little bit. And it's not, it just does not carry the same the same flavor. Well, what we're, I think we're supposed to get as Bob the lawyer is about to commit suicide in his luxury automobile is, like, oh, he's an awful person, but we're supposed to care about him. And I was, like, fuck no. Like, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> everything about him is terrible. Like he is in an unhappy marriage. I like he doesn't isn't nice to his son. He's in inappropriate situations with all these young women. <laughs> um, it's so weird. It, it's it's gross. But uh, Lauren Gussis is the woman responsible for this show. So I don't know. Go yell at her on the internet or something, or at least ask her <laughs> what the fuck she was thinking. It doesn't... Oh, God, it's terrible. But, um, Andy, do you know how I'm feeling? Tired? Feeling financial. (laughs) Oh, I'm feeling tired after that. (laughs) But yeah, financial, yes. Oh, is that that someone at my door? Let me me just open it. Hello. Hello. Hi there. My name is Percival Charles Winthrop III on my mother's side. (laughs) And uh, I am here on behalf of the Georgia Peach Touring Company. Uh, I did ask your partner in crime, so to speak, Evan, to leave Bad Watch Studios because, to be quite honest, I do not trust that little fucker as far as I could throw him. So, uh, how, <laughs> okay. how are well, you, I hope sir? you can trust me. <laughs> well, 
sure. We'll find out, I suppose. <laughs> now, All right. uh, would you like to hear about the Georgia Peach Touring Company? Nothing, and I mean nothing, would make me happier, Percival. Well, it's an organization that I founded, and yes, I am president and CEO. Thank you for asking. Uh, and we, the tour starts, well, right now we're, we're still a, an, an upstart company. I think that's correct term. Uh, it's set in Savannah, <laughs> Georgia, where we go to some of the haunted locations and eat pralines. And then we go to the beach and talk about shark's teeth. Now, did you know, did you know that uh, the coast of Savannah, Georgia, is one of the handful of places in the world where there's just shark's teeth everywhere, waiting to be picked up by tourists from across the globe? I did not. One of the other places is on the Gulf weird. Coast of Florida. So if you have to choose between Savannah and the Gulf Coast of Florida, I think you know which is better. Am I right or am I right? Now, um, <laughs> in addition... You are a salesman in We do go to a, a peach orchard where you eat some peaches, like that Almond Brothers album. And uh, then you have some peach ice cream. And we don't have the pralines at that point because we ate them all. But, okay. Um, okay. yes, so all I need from you is your social mm-hmm. security number, your mother's maiden name, and the mm-hmm. password you use for basically everything online, and we'll get you set up for the Georgia Peaches Touring Company's next outing. Interesting. That's an interesting uh, series of requests there. Well, you How see, many people have, you, have taken you up on this offer? Well, you would be... Part of the inaugural group, I, okay. I believe. Uh, and I, you know, I shared the information that we required with your compatriot, Mister Stoner, mm-hmm. and he and he let you come on here. He balked at the at the notion, but he admitted your your lovely little program here needs sponsors. So he decided he would excuse himself while I made my sales pitch, as it were. Well, I think I will need to speak with Evan. Uh, it's weird that he wanted to get a little bit of distance from a sponsor well, how, before he let him on. How about you speak with your wife, and we can get her on this deal, and we can throw in our, our couple's basket when y'all are on the touring bus. It includes, is, it, is it called a couple's fraud basket? Or? It, it, no. Dear me, no. It includes uh, some sunscreen, a handsome visor to keep the sun out of your face, and also the hair out of your ears and uh, (laughs) did you know that some people here trimming cattails down by the water now when I was a boy a a woman (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've lost the thread personal I I just want to share this one little anecdote from my childhood I think your listeners will really enjoy this now Mm -hmm. I was with my, my, my brother the owner of the aforementioned peach orchard and uh we were down by the lake by our house because we had a a big estate you understand and you know it it was one of those plantation houses a lot of people get a bad rap for living in those but they're beautiful homes not a cent you know no bad history whatsoever they've all been remodeled since Mm -hmm. the slave days Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we were down by the lake you know tire swing it was very quaint and this woman comes up and she says well looky here percival I'm out trimming cattails, and I find you on a tire swing. And I said, Lordy, brother, why is she trimming the tails off of cats? Turns out that's what they say when they're trimming the cattails that grow out of the water. You know, the plants? 
Mm-hmm. And I, anyway, aware. you'll see some of those yes. on our on our inaugural tour. So if you get a chance, you know, just mm-hmm. email me the information um, or email me the information of someone you think really wants to go on this tour. Okay. And um, All right. yeah, you could, it's, well, a, you know, you. it's a lovely gift. So I'm sure that it is personal. I do want to thank you for your time. And oh, that it's really an anecdote. Really my pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you take care now, all right? Bye bye. You you too. Goodbye. <coughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not talk about that if it's all the same to you. <laughs> okay, I think mean, <laughs> the level of fraud that seemed to be going on I, in that man's you know, organization. I just we're gonna <laughs> listeners. We don't have a promo code, but they do have a website <laughs> if you want to go. Give away your identity. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe we'll hear from Percival Walcott III on a true crime broadcast, prodca- pro- a fraudcast, um, where he's he's yeah. in jail fighting for his innocence. He'll probably stump for that to be the next season of Serial or some shit. But anyway, <laughs> uh, do you know what time it is? Good, 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 good uh, watch. That time I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got? Uh, my good watch for this week is, I think we might even need a new category, because I'm just so excited about this. Um, I you told me about this, and I'm, I'm still annoyed, but go ahead. I'm still, I'm still excited. I'm doing <laughs> it. It's my life, all right? This is a pre-good watch. We're getting on the hype train. Uh, I'm really excited for the movie Dune that is due to come out in 2020. It has the most insane cast, if you want to take a gander online. And it has, they just released that Hans Zimmer is going to be doing the music for it. So it is an insane cast lineup. Um, I just hope that it lives up in any degree to the actual movie, or actual book. Yeah, Um, Andy and I both love the book. I have not seen David Lynch's film adaptation of Dune, although I do remember watching the sci-fi miniseries adaptation and enjoying it very much when I was a I actually haven't seen the sci-fi one. Um, There's lots of Um, CGI blue eyes for the Freeman. Um, mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I mean, they're supposed to have the blue eyes. the spice must flow. Also, there's an amazing moment on one of my favorite podcasts uh, called The Flophouse, where one of the hosts does his Tom Brokaw impression, and he's trying to summarize Dune. And if you can go (laughs) find that, everyone, it's really amazing, because he's like, there's intergalactic shenanigans. And the spice must flow. It's it's one of the funniest <laughs> things I have ever heard, and uh, yeah, Andy is recommending a movie that doesn't come out until 2020. But I have to say, I'm yep. also very excited for it. Timothy Chalamet is playing the Atreides boy uh, main character. I think Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac is in talks to play his father, which is pretty cool. Yep. The, no, the cast is confirmed. They started shooting, I think. And so um, Oscar Isaac is his dad, yeah. Cool. Jason Momoa, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin. I'm looking at it right now. It's I'm very excited. Javier Bardem. You know, it's a crazy lineup. Uh, you know what? I was consulted on the Gom Jabbar color. Yeah. Yeah. I, they want to just go black, and I was like, no, you need to sort of bedazzle it so it looks black, but Ooh. also like an oil slick at a gas station or something. So it's like black but sparkly and purpley. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's that's my hope for the show. Uh, my good watch. Okay, what's your good? Yeah, what's your so good watch? So Insatiable is streaming on Netflix. If you're if you want to torture someone in your life, if you're glutton you for can punishment, make them watch that Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. Oh, no, style. sorry. If you're insatiable if for you're punishment, insatiable <laughs> for pain and awful, uh, you can go to Ugh. Netflix. But a really good show available on Netflix is Russian Doll. Uh, starring Natasha Leone, who I think was one of the creators of the series, along with Amy Poehler and the woman who directed most of the episodes, whose name I have forgotten, unfortunately. But it's really great. It's very... Amy Poehler's on it. Wow. It, well, not on it, but she's an executive producer, for sure. Mm. Um, at least I don't think she's on it. I don't remember seeing her. <laughs> but uh, it's only eight <laughs> episodes, so it's not a huge time commitment, unlike some... Netflix series where you're like, I can't believe I spent 13 hours on season two of Jessica Jones. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a mistake. It's I, I actually didn't spend that long. I gave up before then. But anyway, um, it's really good. It's this woman. It's her uh, 30th or 35th birthday party. 36. 36. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's having a birthday party at her friend's apartment. And she, as events unfold, she keeps dying and when she wakes up she's back in the bathroom at the beginning of the party and it's sort of like a groundhog day but even more existential and i can't stress (laughs) enough how amazing natasha leone is in this show and i sincerely hope she's nominated for an emmy or golden globe or whatever the i don't know do golden globes do tv I don't. I can never remember those. Okay. I can never well, remember. Um, <laughs> anyway, she no, should get a prize. She should win something because it's so amazing, and she manages to bring humanity and emotion and so much humor to a character who is inherently awful. So it is sort of a nice tie into Insatiable because her character <laughs> on Russian Doll is an objectively terrible human being, but you care so much about what happens to her. And the arc of her story is, is really amazing to watch. Um, and there's this, I won't spoil it, but there's an incredible scene where she keeps dying as she goes down the stairs to leave the party. And at one point she's going down and she's like, hunched against the side. She's like, nobody touch me. Okay. Just don't (laughs) fucking. And then she falls and dies again. And it's, (laughs) it's the greatest thing. So I highly recommend you check out uh, Russian Doll and also check out our website, badwatchpod.com. We have links to our show on all the podcasty places like iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And we also have a link to our shirts. All of our good watches and all of our bad watches are there for your perusal. And uh, maybe head over to iTunes and leave us a review. That would be rad. It would. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at BadWatchPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Evan W. Stoner. You can follow Andy on his way to work. Don't do not do that. That guy. That, oh, wait. I was, I was going to say, that guy's Evan. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there uh, is a guy. I mean, that guy is Evan. <laughs> but, but that's my line. I talk in, the, you, you I talk in third person hey, now. Ron. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> He's Andy. Evan feels that this is funny. <laughs> Yes, I'm Andy. He was Evan. Thanks for listening. Oh my god. Good night. Don't watch Sensational. Okay, bye. <laughs>